Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Well, it seems like the older you get, the more you realize you're like just a couple degrees of separation from everybody. Welcome in. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX, Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Usually on Fridays, we're joined by Rajim Seabrook, but he's on the other side of the country. He is out there in Washington, D.C., but don't worry. we got a ton of great guests coming up, including the guy who's sitting in the studio right now, Joey Esch, a PGA pro and a guy that's uh, done a great job promoting golf, especially to the youth uh, of our community and around the state of Montana as well. Uh, Joey and I were just talking right before we got on. Uh, one of his old uh, co-workers, colleagues, I guess, protégés maybe, a guy that was an assistant pro for you, is Joel Damon, who is uh, on full swing if you watch that. He's a PGA golfer, so we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, we're also going to hear from Dr. Michael Wright. It's our Sports Medicine Journal where we talk about uh, various orthopedic injuries in the world of sports. How does that affect you? How do you rehab from it? Haven't done one of these in a couple weeks, but I guess a couple months now. Uh, but Doc is uh, such a great resource. We're going to talk about plantar fasciitis. You probably heard about it, but what actually is it? How do you get better from it? I also spent the day uh, down at Missoula County Public Stadium. Camp Marty, Marty Mornowig's awesome camp for high school quarterbacks. Uh, got a chance to get eyes on 15 of the best quarterbacks in the state of Montana. Also got a chance to catch up a little bit with Matt Castle, a 14-year NFL quarterback who was the guest coach here in town. And to Coach Marty, also doing such a great job giving back uh, to the kids. And I know that the kids found it very valuable. Also caught up with a couple of the top quarterbacks in the state. Uh, Carter Kraft of Helena High School, who was an All-State guy last year, now coming back for his second year as a starter, uh, as a senior. And then Riley Allen, who will be in his second year as a starter uh, at Missoula Sentinel as well. So a couple of the best guys uh, in AA. Hour number two, we got an excerpt from our latest Big Sky Breakdown podcast. So our conversations about Big Sky football continue. 
And we also have Carol in the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports swinging by uh, for a whole lot of fun. Usually she joins us on Thursdays, but kind enough to give us some time here on this Friday. Uh, so we appreciate Carolyn for being here. It's also, uh, because it's a Friday, it's a Florence Coffee Company Friday. So I got my Lotus. Uh, I started a little early, so we're already all juiced up. No matter where you're at in Montana, there's a Florence Coffee Company uh, near you. What's up, man? I haven't seen you in a while. How you been? Yeah, good. Yeah, just trying to... Take care of golfers, making golf a better game. Well, I see, I see you all the time, but from sort of afar, hey, how you doing? Because you're always on the range or you're working with somebody. Uh, I play a ton of golf out at Canyon River. Uh, Joey, Esch, he works out there at Canyon River, also has uh, some stuff going on at other golf courses here in Missoula. Uh, so a ton of stuff uh, helping golfers of all ages and ability levels. But uh, are you pretty busy this time of year? Uh, very busy. Yeah, it's starting to get a little warmer. So we got some of our old seniors who... You know, kind of like to put the clubs away only in the morning and sure. maybe late evenings they can get out and play. But lots of exciting stuff. We had the drive, chip, and putt I saw that today. Yeah. out of Canyon River yeah. today. We had 92 kids from everywhere. Every time I looked out there, I saw a left-hander. And as soon as I saw the lefty, I knew they were from up in Canada. So, <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of Canadian families here today and a great, great promotion for the game of golf in Missoula to be able to get all those kids and families in the community. How much have you seen it grow? I mean, that's sort of been this this narrative that COVID pushed everybody outside. The, the two things that people picked up, especially in Montana, were fly fishing and golf. Have you seen it? Yes, we've really seen uh, the g- game of golf growing nationwide. And I think, you know, a lot of the great programs uh, that the PGA and different golf courses are coming out with to try and get youth on the golf course, totally. beginner golfers, a lot of those things now are starting to come to fruition. And obviously, you know, COVID, um, being able to be outdoors, Got a lot of people out there um, seeing the game of golf. And in Missoula, we have so many great uh, player development opportunities. You have a lot of great golf pros in this valley that are doing all kinds of different things for kids, for ladies, uh, a lot of different things there. And, hey, uh, you get wet days like today. For sure. You want to get out there and play golf and enjoy the sunshine. So that's a good thing. Well, I also think that with more people playing golf now, more people are watching golf, too. And now with the way that pro golf has sort of evolved, there's so many star players. There's so many guys to like. So I think that you see the game growing at all levels. But people watching golf, I think, then, oh, I want to be like that guy. I think that helps yeah, too, right? Exactly, for sure. There's so many great young players coming up on the female side. For sure. So many oh, great I was, players. Oh, I was and then totally got, gripped to the NCAA Women's Championship. Yeah. It went to a playoff, and they were, they were just battling it out. These young ladies were just raining putts. I was just thinking, these girls would kick all of our butts so oh, bad. yeah. There's some great athletes. <laughs> great athletes. No doubt about it when I think when I was younger um, you know we had the Craig Stadlers and those types of players out there and you didn't necessarily have to be uh, a, a great athlete totally. to play golf. Nowadays, you're seeing the Kepkas, the you know Dustin Johnson. Johnsons. Yeah. You're starting to see a lot more of the of the athletes I out mean, there. But you yeah. know what? The great thing about golf is uh, the golf academies I have going at Linda Vista and at Canyon River. Um, I have ladies academies and junior academies, and I have a five year old in our junior academy. Cool. And I have an 84 year old. Wow! In the ladies academy, and you know, there's not very many sports that you can play when you're five and with your 84. So you got an opportunity for a old grandma to go out there and play with a grandson. Uh, a lot of great family opportunities that way. Joey has shown us in studio here on Nuanas now. I I have to have some sort of competitive outlet. That's I, that's why I love golf. I, golf reminds me of my old man. We used to play it growing up all the time. And uh, 
Also, though, like you just said, I tried to play basketball competitively all the way into my mid-30s. Uh, I tried to play softball all the way to my early 30s. Well, once I tore my hamstring playing softball and I break my ankle playing basketball, I'm like, well, this yeah. isn't for me. I'm not going to do that kind of stuff on the golf course, barring some sort of disaster. But that's the best part to me is that you can keep getting better, right? I mean, I've gotten way yeah. better at golf in my mid to late oh, 30s now yeah. than I ever was before. And I, I just think I love the discipline of it. And it's just so cool. I think that's why what you're doing so great, getting people involved in it early. This is something if you start as a kid, you could play for 75 or 80 years. Yes, for sure. And there's, you know, with golf, there's the mental there's the physical and there's the mechanical side of it. Obviously, sure. we're born with a lot of the the physical side of it, but the mental and the mechanical side of it. And I have a lot of the the parents will ask me, "Hey, you know, we I have a program that in, that includes instruction, but also we do matches every other Sunday mm-hmm. where we take the kids out on the golf course." And the parents will ask me, "When should we start, you know, the kids with the matches?" And I always tell them, "You know, the sooner you know, have them get a couple practices in, and then the sooner we can get them in the matches, the better, um, because the kids need to learn how to lose. And I think that's for sure. That's one thing, Coulter, that sports teaches you. Oh, for sure, is, is it teaches you how to lose. Now, granted, you got to compete, you got to go out and do that, and you got to work hard. But um, I know with my daughters, um, as they get a little bit older. Um, and um, they can tell the kids that played sports and didn't play sports by their actions, and they just have never lost before. Uh, Absolutely. So that's what sports teaches you more than anything. In golf, you know, you're out there by yourself. There's For sure. nobody to blame. You know, when Coulter hits it in the bunker and he hits that's another right. shot and he's in the bunker, there's nobody to blame except for uh, yourself. That's right. So uh, that's the good and bad thing about it. But uh, it's great the PGA is doing a lot of great stuff to grow the game of golf. Um, and create different opportunities. You know, our golf academy we have out there, um, it's $120 a a month for four one-hour clinics. And you look at that, and that's $30 an hour, and it includes access to the golf course, the putting green, and range balls. And one of the things that's happened with sports is we've kind of outpriced some of those things. Especially youth sports. Yeah, and my academy right now, thankfully, with the help of Canyon River and Linda Vista, we've kept it the same price as it was seven years ago when we first started it. And that's something that's big for us because our goal is to create as many new golfers as we can. And it's not necessarily to make Coulter the best golfer that he can be, but it's to get you to like the game of for golf. Sure. And once you like it, you're going to go out there and play in your natural abilities, and that will start to take over. But the big thing is is getting the kids, getting the ladies, getting these new players to enjoy the game. And a lot of it... You get your people are intimidated uh, from golf. So our ladies' academy, we have a rule of the week that we go over. And our rule last week wasn't necessarily the rule, but it was how to make a tee time. And All right. golfers, they For don't sure. know what a tee time is. For sure. They hear of a tee time, but as a beginner golfer, okay, what's totally. what's a tee time and how does that work? And explain the, you know how to make a tee time, where to call, you know, how the tee times work. Some golf courses, Coulter, will do eight-minute gaps sure. in between. Some will do 10-minute gaps. Yeah. I played up at Stock Farm a couple weeks ago, and I think their gaps in between tee times are like 25 minutes. For sure. So they don't want anybody to see it in between there. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but understanding that part is big. Well, there is, there's so many rules to understand, and so you know, it, it can't be intimidating. But I do think that learning it when you're a kid certainly helps you. So uh, you have so much stuff going on. What's next? I mean, what, what's the upcoming stuff you got coming? For this well, summer. if you get on Canyon River's website, uh, Linda Vista's, or my uh, website, eshesgolfacademy.com, you'll see that we got this week we have our Canyon 
River and Linda Vista Ladies Academies. Cool. Starting up our third semester, as well as our junior academies are starting into our third semester. And the academy is eight months long, and it runs in two-month semesters. And the students are able to sign up one month at a time. And Operation 36 is a national program and is really a great way to learn the game of golf. All the players get an app on their phone, cover a different subject each week. They watch the video of for covering putting that week. Uh, you watch the app, uh, watch the video on your on your phone on the app and you can see what we're going to cover that week. It also gives you some refreshers um, with that and then also always available for uh, individual instruction as well. Yeah. What, what do you think technology's had such an influence I think both positively and negatively on people learning the game what do you think of the like the the resources that are available a lot of people are just honing their swings watching YouTube you yeah. probably prefer them comes to you I think that's probably gonna work out for yeah. you a little better than just watching the YouTube yeah. but it is kind of cool that you have all this stuff out there it is it is good and I think golf um the big thing with golf is it's a game of of cause and effect and sure. the amateur a lot of the time will notice the effect from the standpoint of their falling back on their right foot. Sure, But right. they don't understand that the club face is wide open at impact. Right, right. So if they did follow through, it's going to go way right. So a lot of the that part of it um, can be good. I know for me, I use video in all of, all of my mm. instruction. Mm -hmm. um, and being able to see it makes a big difference. Because if I can go out there and I'm working with Coulter and I can tell you what you're doing wrong, yep. but unless you feel it or see it, you're going to have a hard time with that. And um, I just got done giving a lesson to a to a golfer before we came down here who was, who was raising their head quite a bit sure. on their backswing. Well, being able to show that on video, they could see that they were raising their head about a half a head, and that was causing them to top it. But they couldn't feel that. So once they saw it on video, they're like, wow, this is this what's great. And I think the technology that we've gotten in golf um, has made it – uh, a little bit easier mm. um, to be able to learn the game, and I think that's a, a really good thing. Joey Esch in studio with us. He's a uh, 25 years plus now as a PGA pro. Uh, we, we talked about Joel Damon. That's because they worked together there in Lewiston. That's where you were at before you guys yeah, came over here. Yeah, I actually didn't work that much with, with Joel. <laughs> sure. his, um, his dad brought him over for one oh, lesson sure. with me when I was yeah, at, yeah. at Lewiston Country Club when he was nice. when he was a kid. And Joel's uh, caddy, Gino Benelli, worked for me oh, cool. and my golf shop nice. for a couple years there. But it's neat. Um, Joel went through cancer um, uh, when he was in college. Yeah, and that's why he wears that hat. Mother. If you know who we're talking about, he wears the hat with the cancer strip on yep. it, right? Yeah, yep. and his mother uh, passed away of cancer Jeez. when he was, he was young. So when our daughter Kylie started going through her cancer during yeah, college, yeah. Um, it just you know knowing people that have went through that, um, big difference. That yeah, way. give yeah, people a give, good kid. Give people an update there too. I mean, Kylie, uh, uh, Joey's daughter, she joined us on the show a couple times after winning state championships in the high school level. Uh, and then was a great golfer at the University of Montana, but also uh, battled uh, cancer during her time there. So uh, what's going on with Kylie? How's Kylie's she doing? doing great. Great. Good. Yeah, yeah yep. good to hear. She's uh, cancer-free. Just had her six-month checkup at Seattle Cancer Center. And um, she's still going every six months. She's going to go back again in November. 
And after that, she gets to go uh, once a year for her checkups. But she's cancer-free. She's going to school at Marquette now. Nice, her cool. master's in nursing. Nice. And is engaged. Cool. Yeah, getting married next July 12th. So probably going to have to raise my lesson rates here pretty quick. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah, but well, she's met a her. great guy whose uh, sister was on the golf team Oh, with cool. Her. Nice. Yeah, so well, thankful for that. Well, very cool. Yeah, that, uh, that whole University of Montana team, they all had various uh, connections to cancer, and it was such a weird thing, but they all sort of came through it and persevered, and um, re- it was really a touching story, so I'm, I'm glad to hear she's doing well. I yeah. went to Milwaukee for the first time earlier this summer. Milwaukee's a cool city. I liked it out there. Yeah, I haven't been there yet. We're going in December oh, nice. for her graduation, so, but looking forward to getting out there. Well, so if people want to find out more, whether it's uh, just instruction from Joey or uh, all these great youth academies, ladies academies, all this stuff that's going on, you got just one place you can find it, right? Yeah, I think Canyon River website, yeah. Canyon River Golf Club Easy. website, or, or eshesgolfacademy.com, one of those two spots for sure. Well, yeah. very good. Uh, we appreciate our friends at Canyon River always. Um, a lot of times I'm playing out there on Friday mornings, and then we're talking about them, talking about the course. The course is in great shape. You guys are doing a great job out there. It's awesome. Re- really, really yeah. uh, great, and uh, it's just so fun playing out there. So we appreciate them for being a part of it. If you've never experienced it, go do it. It's definitely one of the best public courses you're going to find anywhere in the entire region, and a beautiful setting right there along the river uh, out in East Missoula. So go check out uh, Canyon River Golf Club. Thanks for being here, man. Good all to right. see you. All right. You betcha. Thank you. Joey Esch. Uh, you can find all that stuff, again, Canyon River's website, or you can just... Uh, Google Esh's PGA as well. Uh, Marty Mortaweg hosted his camp earlier today. We saw some of the best high school quarterbacks from the state of Montana. Plus, got a chance to catch up with Matt Castle as well. Uh, we didn't interview him, but I did get to say hi to him. So either way, Coach Marty, plus a couple of the top high school quarterbacks in the state. That's next. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm, when it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. One, two, three. is now on ESPN Radio. Blues Traveler rocked last night. We'll get to that in just a minute. If you're watching on TV or on the ESPN MT app, though, and you see the dumbfounded look on my face... If you think that that girls can't play basketball, I want you to go right now Google Sabrina Ionesca, an uh, Ionescu, excuse me, um, the former Oregon superstar uh, who's now playing for the New York Liberty. It's a WNBA All Star break right now, and they just had a three point contest. She missed her first one; she didn't miss again. I'm not kidding. She made all the entire the entire possibility of balls that you could make. I've never seen a three point contest like that. That surpasses Steph Curry. Craig Hodges, Larry Bird, Steve Kerr. Go, just go watch it. 
She's not even looking when the at the ball going through the hoop. Not only did she make 25 out of 27 shots, including these bonus money balls, she also uh, hit 18 in a row in between missing that first one and the second one, then went out and made another 14 in a row to finish. Her 33 points more than any in three-point history, NBA or WNBA, and her 25 made threes, a full four more than anybody has ever made in a three-point contest in professional basketball. Silly. Anyways, last night was a great night uh, down there at the Kettle House Amphitheater. Big Head Todd and the Monsters opened up, and Blues Traveler uh, rocked it pretty good. It was striking seeing Blues Traveler, and specifically John Popper. I had I told the story earlier in the week, but I thought John Popper had died. He had a significant cardiac incident. He was uh, extremely overweight during uh, the height of Blues Traveler's fame in the, in the mid to late 1990s. Then he had this significant cardiac event, and I thought that he had died. He did it. They just didn't tra- tour or make music for a long time. Then they reunited and, and came back. John Popper has lost so much weight, so it was just weird kind of sort of seeing him compared to what he used to be. It's obviously a very good thing for his health, but he sounds exactly the same, and his harmonica was awesome. I thought the bass was great, and uh, it was a fun night. It's always a great night down by the river. Uh, during the height of summer. Um, but hopefully you get a chance to check out some live music this summer. It always makes you feel good. Always uh, a whole lot of fun. Hope you had a great week. Thanks for spending some time with us here today. If you want to stream the show, you always can on the ESPN MT app as well as on our station website, 1029ESPN.com. If you want to be a part of the show, 406-888-1029. We got a $50 gift card to, for you to the Iron Grizz, located at the University of Montana Golf Course. Not now, a little later, coming up in about half an hour when our good friend Carolyn swings by. But stay tuned for that. Free Iron Grizz coming up. And also have a couple other fun guests coming up. I spent the, uh, I guess, morning into early afternoon down at Missoula County Public Stadium. So let's make this our Garden City Spotlight. It's presented by Missoula Electric Co-op. Missoula Electric Co-op is focused on renewable energy. They've created three solar programs for their members to take part in and benefit from. Marty Mortoweg, our great friend, our co-host of the Monday Afternoon Quarterback with Coach Marty every Monday during football season, and a guy who spent more than a quarter century in the NFL, he was putting this camp on. It's super fun for everybody involved because, first of all, it's some of the better, or uh, in a lot of cases, the best high school quarterbacks in the state of Montana. Coach Marty's been doing this long enough that there's several young men that have gone to a couple of them now so that they're familiar with his coaching style. It's also free for these young men. It's just a day-long camp, and Coach Marty teaches them a whole bunch of um, fundamental drills and uh he gave me the whole play sheet, actually. It's on the other side of the room outside. Go get it. But um, the the whole sort of drill sheet. But it's it's very, very detail-oriented, but also very simplistic. And I think the high priority there is that he's just trying to teach the kids that, hey, doing things at an NFL level when the game's going a million miles per hour and the play calling really is complicated and all the, the diagnosis on the fly is complicated, if you have fundamentals as your base and foundation. And then you also have 
confidence because of the amount of reps that you've been able to put in and you have the mentality, the confidence to lead your team, then all of a sudden all that chaos that comes from super high levels of competition all the way up to the NFL, but even in just, you know, incrementally varsity and then, uh, you know, in high school and then uh, up to the college level. If you have the foundation of fundamentals, you have the foundation of mentality and confidence, that can take you a heck of a long way. So I appreciate Coach Marty. I know he gets totally juiced by this. That's why Coach Marty's so great because this guy has coached Brett Favre and Steve Young and, you know, Michael Vick and Jeff Garcia and Lamar Jackson. And I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Geno Smith. And he gets so much joy out of coaching kids from Missoula Sentinel and Missoula Hellgate and Helena High and Loyola and, you know, all the surrounding areas. So, uh, Appreciate Coach for putting this on, and it's uh, always really good uh, to hear from him. Here's the list of quarterbacks that participated today. This is in no particular order. Drew Martin, who's uh, likely the starting quarterback there at Big Sky. He was the starter last year uh, as a junior as well. A kid who's raw as a thrower, but really, really athletic. He's put together. He's definitely one of the best running quarterbacks in the league. And Big Sky likes to, I should say in the state, Big Sky likes to run that shotgun with a lot of quarterback gun run in it. So having a a battering ram type guy like Martin, that's good for Matt Johnson and the Eagles in their offense. Avery Omelette of Big Sky was also there. Vinnie ha- excuse me, Vinny Pathhausen and Carter Dumpke of Hellgate were there. And then Riley Allen and uh, Jace Koshtakta of Sentinel were there. Uh, Aiden Rounds of Loyola, Rudy Hess of Sentinel, both there as well. Carter Kraft, who's a returning All-State player from Helena High, was there. Jack Wilson of Jesuit, Oregon, was there. Holden Emerson and Brock Henriksen of Polson were each there. Uh, Aiden Main of Corvallis, and then Merrick Mahelish of Helena Capital were all there as well. Uh, Merrick Mahelish, he's the, uh, the youngest child of Kyle Mahelish, who's the head coach there at Helena Capital. So got to catch up with, with Coach Mahelish for a while. It was fun talking to him. He had just got done coaching the Shrine game a couple weeks ago, so it was fun catching up with him, just what the, the week was like. And uh, I, I will say, uh, we asked him, I was there with Sean Rainey and, and Zach Kaplan of SWX, and we were picking Coach Mahelish's brain, but I asked him, I said, who who were some of the the standout guys on your team uh, from the West and and uh, he said man I'll tell you what he said Adam Jones is a next level player that guy's a special special player and uh, Mahelish was teasing Dane Oliver the head coach at Sentinel saying hey I would have given that guy the ball more and I mean Jones was great he rushed for over a thousand yards he had over five hundred yards receiving he's you know he's a first team All State Shrine Game type of guy who's uh, going to to Montana State but. Uh, even more touches, that guy's going to get uh, – he could have had even bigger numbers. So, uh, anyways, one catch up with Coach Mahelish. And Merrick Mahelish is a, a good prospect there at uh, Capitol. Probably going to be gunning for the, the starting job there as a junior uh, now that uh, the Michelotti, uh, the Joey Michelotti is moving on to Montana Tech. But, uh, of course, uh, Capitol trying to make another run at a state championship. They were undefeated last year, went 13-0 on the, all the way to the uh, Class AA state title. Speaking of a couple of the top uh, returning guys in the state, one of them's from right here in Missoula. One of them's from uh, just up the way in Helena. Helena and Sentinel have been uh, sort of the, the the classes of the West until Capital really rose up and, and took that crown from everybody as the state champions a year ago. But uh, the last several years, Helena and, and uh, Sentinel have had great battles, played in the playoffs multiple times, and now they have uh, some pretty good rosters coming back. Carter Kraft was was good last year, and Manu Mello, his top receiver, was great. Was a first team all uh, all state type guy. So uh, Helena High should be once again 
uh, competitive offensively. And uh, Carter Kraft certainly a guy that uh, he's he's got a lot of savvy to him. I think part of that's because his his dad is the offensive coordinator there at Helena High, but his dad's an old college coach. His dad actually was the OC at Cal when Aaron Rodgers was there. How about that? So a pretty pretty high pedigree for a high school offensive coordinator, and I think that translates to Carter Kraft on the field. I, I asked Carter what he thought of his opportunity, learning from uh, one of the best in the biz, Marty Mornoweg. Here's uh, Carter Kraft a couple minutes from earlier today. First of all, Carter, just talk about this opportunity with these guys. I mean, you got a, a guy that coached in the NFL for 25 years and a guy that played in the NFL for like 15 years coaching you, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, no doubt. Um, this is a great experience and uh, opportunity to come here and work and learn from those guys for sure. Were you nervous coming in working with these guys at first? Uh, no, so I actually I knew Coach Morningwig before this, right? and it was uh, it's like to be back working with him again, it was like just exciting for sure. So do I have this right? Your dad was a college coach once upon a time, is that right? He was, yep. And uh, now he's, he coaches at Helena High now, right? Yeah, he's my position coach. Oh, cool. So is that is that how you had connections with Marty? No, so I reached out to his son, Sky, oh, yeah, okay. on Twitter, and we've kind of gone back and forth. And I went out to New York and worked with him for a little bit, and now uh, I'm back here working with him again. Uh, anything fun that you've learned today or anything surprising, anything new? Uh a ton of new stuff. I mean, the techniques and, like, the little things that these guys are teaching here is it's crazy. Marty gave me the whole sheet. I mean, it's, like, it, it's super detailed, right? It is. But the, I think the cool part is that you can go, you can all, you can take this, go do all this stuff on your own. Yeah, exactly. He's given us stuff to not only work with him today, but to, like, make us better quarterbacks for when he's not around also. So this kind of kicks off football for you now going into your senior year. Yeah. So uh, keep on rolling after this. What, what do you think about just coming into your senior year at Helen High? Uh, I'm, it's exciting. we got a lot of ton of returning guys, ton of new guys that are going to show themselves, and it'll be fun. It's going to be a good year. You got that stud receiver back, right? We do, yep. Remind me of his name. Manu Mello. Yeah, Manu Mello. He had a great year last year. So, I mean, having a go-to guy like that, it must help you as a quarterback. It does, but the, I mean, the guys around him also. I mean, everyone's good. It all comes together, so it's nice. Yeah, I, last thing for you, what are your expectations this year for uh, for Helena High Football? The expectation's the same. It's the state championship, kind of like everyone has, but yeah. we just got to do the work this time and do it. It's wild to think, because Helena High is one of the more consistent football programs. I mean, there's been great uh, mini dynasties and dynasties. Sentinel's been so good the last couple of years. There was, you know, all through the 80s, 90s, and 2000s, CMR was so dominant. Billings West has been so good, you know, mid-90s up and through now. But Helena High has been pretty much always pretty good. They, they never have these ebbs and flows. There's been times when Sentinel has been awful. There's been times when CMR lately has been not very good. Uh, Helena High has always been really good. I shouldn't say always, but they are one of the, the more consistently above average to, to really good teams in the in, in the state. Good program there. I think a lot of it has to do with the sporting community in, in Helena and uh, sort of just the tough-minded nature of people from there. Um Helena High has never won a state championship. That's pretty crazy, right? They've, they've definitely made playoff runs of the semis a whole bunch. They've played in the state title game a couple times, but never won one. So that's pretty crazy. Uh, but maybe this year is the year. We'll see. But they definitely have a good starting point there with uh, Carter Kraft. You want us now ESPN Radio. It's our Garden City Spotlight presented by Missoula Electric Co-op. Camp Marty was earlier today. Marty Mornoweg hosted uh, a collection of high school quarterbacks. Uh, give him great tutelage and uh, hopefully taught him a lot of stuff. Another one of those young men is Riley Allen. He was a starter last year at Missoula Sentinel, so now he's back for his second year. Uh, here's just some thoughts from uh, the second-year starter there for the Spartans. Riley, a similar question for you. I mean, what do you think of this opportunity to be working with these with these uh, 
top-level quarterback coaches. I think it's awesome. I mean, this is my third year doing it, and it's just been a great time. All the the little things are important here, and that's kind of what Marty prides himself on. So it's it's really good to come out here. You started coming, like you said, when you were young. So have you used this stuff uh, in between uh, attendances at this camp? Yeah, I mean, it's weird. Some of the stuff, I mean, it's more modern football. Everything's out of the shotgun now, and it's more three steps. But we still practice the five-step and seven-step. So I've definitely been working on that still. Are you old enough to remember Matt Castle playing? (laughs) Uh, It definitely took me a sec to remember. (laughs) But, yeah, I do. It's a very, it's a very good name in the NFL. Well, he, he has a great story too, right? I mean, yeah. hardly played at all in college, and then went on to be a ten-plus year pro. So, yeah. story of perseverance, I guess. Yeah, I mean, from what he said, he only threw thirty-two passes in college, yeah. and hasn't started a game since his high school year until his two thousand eight season in the NFL. But just, it's a really cool story to listen to. He just never stopped. Uh, you're going into your senior year too, right? Yes. So, I mean, what do you think of that? It's uh, Sentinels had a great run these last couple of years, and uh, but now your last run. So, what do you think of it? Uh, it's, I mean, it's all or nothing now. I mean, last year we had a, we had a shot and didn't end up going our way, but this year we're we're going to try and get back to the top. What have you been working on this offseason? I mean, last year good year for you. What do you think is the next step for you? Uh, I mean, last year's team was a little bit, it had some egos on it, and this year we're just working on just doing us and just being Spartan football. Uh, what do you hope to take from this moving into the to your senior year now? Just focus on the little things. I mean, that's just kind of the key is you can't win without the little things. So if you get the little things right, the big things come later. What's it like kind of being out here with some of the guys you're going to be competing against in the in the fall? I think it's fun. I mean, getting able to see. I mean, Carter's a great quarterback. So being able to compete with the top guys in the state, that's that's a great thing. Expectations for Sentinel this fall? Just like Carter said, state champs. Yep. Gotta love confident young men. Duan is now ESPN Radio. Riley Allen, senior to be at Missoula Sentinel and uh, – Slated, at least at this point, as the starter there for the Spartans uh, for the second year in a row. Uh, talking about his time there at Camp Marty, hosted by Marty Mordaway, one of our great friends. Let's hear from the man. Coach was juiced up today. Of course he was. But he was really feeling it after being in the sunshine and uh, working with the high school kids. Here's Marty Mordaway from earlier today. But mostly, I think I have a better time than the players. <laughs> and so it, it's, it's, it's been a blast. I, I, I keep my eyes on the quarterbacks that come through. Uh, this camp, and I sort of take pride. I take pride on all of their successes, not only uh, in the game of football, but uh, once they have graduated and go on to college, there's several playing in the, at the college level, and there's a few that are out in the workforce doing really, really well, and I'm sort of proud of, of, of the fellows that come through. To have Matt here, obviously a unique story, uh, not having a, a start in college and then has the career that he that he does. What does he kind of bring to the camp this year? Matt Castle threw 33 footballs uh, in regulation at uh, the University of Southern California. Of course, he backed up uh, Carson Palmer and Matt Leiner and then played 14 years, 14 years in the NFL and led teams to playoffs. And he is great with the kids. He's a heck of a teacher. I do a little bit of media with him, so I knew he'd be a great fit uh, for Camp Marty 2023. What do you want the kids to get out of today? I want them to gain confidence. I want them to gain some skill and ability. Now, they're going to have to, like I said, take some of these drills home with them. Take some of the reads home with them and drill it five, six times a week to get them to where they want to be. And then and then if they can get one or two things out of this to make their senior season or junior season 
a success, then bingo. You got a couple guys that have come to this a couple times. So do you like see it watching guys grow? Well, I really, especially early in the day, yeah. you can tell the fellows that had been here. Right. Because they have these critical drills down. You know, these drills, uh, we go through six or eight drills that really correlate with playing quarterback at the high level, meaning that they happen often during games. And you can tell the fellows that have been here. Now we get into deeper uh, in the day and the guys get it that haven't been here already. So it's, it's quite rewarding for me when they leave the field that they've got some of these things down and they can continue to work them and have some success with them. One of the things I love is about this is that even though a lot of these are NFL style principles, it's all very simple stuff, right? I mean, yeah. and that's the kind of sort of the key to this all, right? Is is installing the simple fundamentals that you can master. Football at the NFL level can get quite complicated, can it? I mean, there, there's the schemes and the reads, especially for the quarterback. So a really good teacher, really good teacher, coach. You know, as a coach, that's what we are, teachers. If you can teach and make something sort of complicated, really simple in your players' minds at every position, but especially the quarterback position, then what does that allow them to do? It allows them to go out and play fast and furious, play on instincts, trust their training, trust their instincts, good, quick decision-making, throwing the ball accurate, and, and, and have an understanding of timing, and then they become one of these elite type of quarterbacks. And it's at every level, right? It's at every level. It's all relative that way. I know you're, you've been out of coaching for a little bit, so you seem a little extra juiced today. Oh, I always have juice. I always have a little juice. We, hey, hey, well, the one thing uh, for the players, uh, I would tell the staffs, the, the, the fellows that were on the staff, let's not underestimate the motivation part, because I think that's overlooked, even with NFL players. Everybody needs a little juice on occasion, and that will take a team far. And if your team leaders, if your team leaders have a little juice, that will take a team far as well. I talked to the fellows about hustling, right? Hustle wins games. It wins games at every level. It wins games at the youth, high school, college, pros. Hustle wins games. Let's not kid ourselves about hustling. Don't be too cool to hustle. And you as a quarterback, if you hustle on and off the field, into the huddle, uh, coming up to the line screen, everybody else will follow you, and then you may win an extra game or two, or you may score an extra touchdown or two. So a little juice is a good thing. A little juice is a great thing. Thanks, to Coach Marty. Take some time today, and uh, also just awesome to watch him uh, work with the kids. New Orleans now it's our Garden City Spotlight, presented by Missoula Electric Co-op. Text in uh, from a loyal listener, and I do stand corrected. Helena High has actually won two state championships. They have not won any state championships, though, in 91 years. Helena High's last state championship came in 1932, and they beat Billings Senior 12-6. to Before that... Helena High actually uh, won the third ever state championship in Montana. 1902 was when this was uh, occurring. There was a state championship game in 1900 and 1901. Of course, Butte won both. <laughs> they they beat Fort Shaw 15 to nothing in 1900, and they beat Fort Shaw six to nothing in 1901. Then in 1902, I don't know why there was no state championship game. But Helena and Fort Shaw both were co-champions for having the best record, uh, not because of uh, winning a state championship game. So Helena High, 1902 and 1932, but none 
uh, since then. Uh, appreciate Nate for sending in the uh, the text. That's Nate Dolan, our, a friend of the show, a guy that uh, helps us with our graphic tees and stuff like that, and uh, a guy that's had a, a long lineage of football in Montana. His uh, his father, Pat, was the longtime coach there, Billing Senior, and uh, Nate was the one who sent the te- text saying John Dolan, his grandfather, was on that uh, 1932 Bengals team. So there you go. We got sources everywhere, including one at Missoula Bone and Joint. You want to learn what plantar fasciitis is? Well, Dr. Michael Wright will diagnose and let us know all the details, particularly when it comes to some of the largest players in the NBA. That's next. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Underrated album. A little wallflowers for you here on your Friday. Welcome back to Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. We check in from time to time with Dr. Michael Wright. He's an orthopedic surgeon down at Missoula Bone and Joint, and uh, he helps us sort of navigate the details of common injuries in the wide world of sports. Well, back by popular demand. This is fun. Uh, one of my uh, favorite segments because it's just so interesting, and uh, we have an expert of a certain sort here joining us. If you followed along here on Nuanas now, uh, we've done these uh, semi-often over the last couple of years, but it's been a couple months since we've had one here on the air. It's our Sports Medicine Journal. It's presented by Missoula Bone and Joint. Dr. Michael Wright, who's an orthopedic surgeon there at Missoula Bone and Joint, he joins us uh, whenever he can, and uh, so we got a little summer edition coming up for you. Doc, how's it been going, man? What's been going on? Oh, not much. You know, we're just uh, taking care of lots of mountain biking injuries this time, time of year, lots of traumas. Everyone's outside in the summer, and enjoying all the great things uh, to do in Montana. Do you have any advice for preventative? Because there is so many weekend warriors in Montana, right? Especially around Missoula, people that are out and about doing stuff that can't be semi-dangerous. So any advice for people when they're out and about adventuring? Well, you know, most of the accidents we see are, I think, first of all, there's just so many people out there doing it. Sometimes accidents are unavoidable, but, you know, we always encourage people to really try not to uh, participate in a sport above your skill level. You know, a lot of times we'll see mountain bikers trying to ride really technical stuff, really rocky stuff that they're not used to or haven't ridden in a long time. Um, And so I would encourage people to just kind of step back. You know, these accidents happen really quick. Um, You know, also be really careful if uh, trail conditions are wet or muddy. We see a lot of ankle fractures from people out hiking and and slipping even on, on unstable rocks. Um, so those would be kind of two little pieces of advice, but, uh, it's a double-edged sword cause we want you out there enjoying the, the, sum, the short summer that we do get. So, well, great advice. Just, uh, perform at your own skill level. It's uh, it's great advice across the board, no matter what uh, I want to talk about. So what we do here at sports medicine journal, we talk about various different, uh, broad sporting injuries, uh, particularly ones that are, uh, affect orthopedic type uh or that i guess require orthopedic type rehab so uh, today i want to talk about uh plantar fasciitis this this sort of uh, i think it's probably one that people have heard of before and it was one that rose to prominence during the nba playoffs because lebron james was certainly battling uh, about of this so uh, what is that i mean when you somebody says you got plantar fasciitis what does that mean well, plantar fasciitis is, is first of all, really common. You know, probably almost all the listeners have either had it or know someone that has had it. We, we see it all the time. It's a pain that people get uh, typically in the heel of the foot, sometimes more localized to the inside of the heel, but it's usually in the heel. And it usually starts when people are wake up first thing in the morning, they go for a few steps, and it's usually pretty severe, and then it loosens up throughout the day. 
And it's, it's a very common condition, but it's, it's actual etiology or its cause is really poorly understood. We don't really know why people get it. It's, it's kind of like tennis elbows, the same thing. We don't really know why people get it. There's a lot of theories. Um, the, the predominant theory with plantar fasciitis is that people uh, do too much of an activity and they sustain micro tears of the plantar fascia, not a full rupture of the plantar fascia, just kind of a small strain micro tear injury. And the human body responds by trying to heal those small micro tears. And in that process of healing, it creates inflammation, which is the normal response of the human body to heal injury. And and it, it has the, the benefit of actually being able to heal the structure, but the downside is inflammation comes with pain. And um, so pain usually comes right along with plantar fasciitis, but that's kind of a long answer to your question. It's, it's basically inflammation of the plantar fascia, which is a thick connective tissue on the bottom of the foot. It connects the heel bones to the base of the toes, and its function is to help preserve um, the arch as you, as you walk around all day. So it's an important structure, um, but sometimes it gets angry and inflamed, and it causes pain, um, which presents as, as plantar fasciitis. Dr. Michael Wright from Missoula Bone and Joint, orthopedic surgeon there, uh, joining us on the Sports Medicine Journal. It seems like then that um, additional body weight, or I guess the higher the body weight of the afflicted, uh, the, the more chance for this to be painful, the less chance for this to heal quickly. Did I got that right? Yeah, you're, you're spot on with that. You know, in addition to actual body weight, it's also a load management problem, meaning reps. So even we see this in, you know, marathon runners that are, have extremely low body weight sure. and are in good shape, but their problem is they're just running too much. They're putting too many cycles of load through their foot. So it, we do see it in people that are heavier more frequently, but it, it also happens to, uh, you know, lots and lots of athletes are in, in, in great shape just due to overuse. And uh, one of the most frustrating things about this condition, and it goes along with, with several other sports conditions that we see, is in order to really have it get better, it just takes time. It's one of those things everyone tries lots of different things to accelerate the healing, but it really just takes time. And, and that's when you see guys like LeBron trying to play through it. I mean, you can play through it, but it's going to make the ultimate time that it takes for it to heal even longer. And, and maybe that's okay if you just have to get through the NBA finals, but um, in order to really get it better, the quickest, you have to limit the load uh, management and then you have to kind of attack it with multiple different anti-inflammatory modalities. Well, then, I mean, LeBron certainly uh, acknowledged it and then tried to mitigate it and then tried to play through it. And then after the season, he said, well, I'm going to have a surgery. It's been kind of vague in terms of the reporting of what actually went down. But uh, if something gets so bad that you have to have surgery, what has happened then? Is that a full rupture, a full tear? Yeah, it, it can be. It's The surgery is usually indicated when people have tried X, Y, and Z, basically everything that anyone can think of and they're still miserable. So it really is reserved for the most refractory cases or the most severe cases or the most chronic cases. And the reason for that is the success rates on the surgery are not the best success rates. You know, if it was a great surgery that that everyone did well from, you know, we would do that on everyone with plantar fasciitis. But it's really not that way. You know, it's one of those conditions where surgery can actually make it worse. You know, surgery can make it you know, may not still be effective at, at relieving some of the pain even after you have it done. So it's not wrong to eventually consider surgery for it. It's just one of those things we, we try absolutely everything else before before doing surgery on it. Feet and big guys have been a, a topic in the NBA forever, but it's a, a even hotter topic these last two years because we've had these two unbelievable prospects, both of whom are 
unusually, peculiarly tall and skinny. Chet Holmgren out of Gonzaga, who went to the Oklahoma City Thunder, and now Victor Webanyama, uh, who came over from France and now plays for the San Antonio Spurs. Both those guys, top three picks. Both of them are over seven foot three and under two hundred pounds, so very slight. And uh, both of them have done extensive sort of pre-injury mitigation to try to protect their feet before anything's even happened to their feet. And then yet still, Chet Holmgren got a a foot injury last year that cost him his entire rookie year. So uh, when it comes to guys like that, Doc, that are, you know, 7'3", 7'4", 7'5", with, you know, size 25 feet, what sort of stuff can you do ahead of time to prevent stuff? And and also, though, just how hard is it to stay uh, healthy, especially from the ankle on down when you're that big? Oh, that's, yeah, you, we've seen this over the years, Rune, many a many career, you know, from, from a Jones fracture to a list Frank fracture, you know, potentially to chronic uh, plantar fasciitis. It's really tough on these huge, big, big guys. You know, there's a lot of things that you can try, you know, Victor um, tried, you know, it's publicized in the media. He tried all sorts of things. He has a daily routine that he does to try to keep his feet healthy. You know, the main things that you can try to do is, is focus on two primary components. One of which is maintaining good flexibility and range of motion in the feet with the thought that then you can, you can prevent an unexpected load easier if you're more flexible in the feet. So it's a lot of a stretching based uh, program and the second piece to it um, is strengthening, and that's building up all the muscles and tendons that are around the feet that help to offer offer some support. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm worried about Victor's feet as he heads into the NBA and plays in plays in the league. You know, I certainly wish him well, but it's uh, you know there's been a lot of history that would uh, you know certainly support uh, uh, season-ending injuries for big men with feet. Especially those two guys. They're not only are they huge with huge feet and incredibly long limbs. A lot of times, actually every time that there's been a guy of that height or taller in the NBA, they can't jump, but they don't need to jump. These two guys can jump. That's also a huge hazard because then they have to land and they're up so high. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and, you know, you think about from a a human biology standpoint, when you have that big of a body, the lever arm that's going, that amplifies the force through those joints is just incredibly long. You know, his legs are much longer than the average person. So that just increases the amount of force, you know, regardless of body weight, but you have to imagine, you know, as he heads into his NBA career, he's going to try to put, put some meat on his bones. You know, he's going to be trying to be hitting the gym and get stronger physically. And that's going to, you know, increase the load on his feet even more. So well, it should be interesting to watch it all play out. Dr. Michael Wright from Missoula Bone and Joint joining us here on Nuanas Now on ESPN Radio. And we'll do this whenever we can. And hopefully we do it again soon. we got football coming up, so we'll maybe have a little more football-based sports medicine journal. But we appreciate Missoula Bone and Joint. This is always very informative, very interesting. And we appreciate Dr. Michael Wright for joining us whenever we can get to it for these sports medicine journals. Thanks for being here, Doc. Good to hear from you, man. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Coulter. Have a good summer. We will uh, catch up with Dr. Michael Wright soon because he's always very informative. Nuanas now, hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. We got a whole lot of laughs with our good friend Carolyn, the chicken doesn't know sports, and an excerpt from the latest Big Sky Breakdown podcast, breaking down all the preseason all-conference picks by myself and Andrew Houghton. That's next. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. 
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.